everyone and welcome back oh, well, welcome back <laughs> hello liga hello roberta how are you how are you oh today we are just talking in synchro it's true i'm both this is just great i'm both wearing turtleneck sweaters i see because i think it's getting colder outside <laughs> yes yes so how are you liga I'm doing well. I'm doing, uh, it's Sunday morning, which is always a nice time. I'm in the living room. Tony, our dog, is sleeping peacefully. Um, and I just realized it's mid-November. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I see the beautiful p- p- uh, pictures behind you on the wall. Yeah, I'm in the study. I have uh, pictures of the wall of the New Yorkers. Just to mm. these are covers of the New Yorkers, just to remember and to think about traveling again. So this is good. Uh, yeah, Sunday morning, and today we are here for our thirteenth episode. Ooh. Come on! How I mean, I could never even think about it when we started in January that we would have thirteenth episode in november this is so cool i know thank you listeners for uh sticking with us and if it's the first time listening in then then welcome um this is a improvised podcast and we're roberta and i who are uh still let's say young improvisers uh who discuss (laughs) who discuss our uh, uh experience with improv but also i think over the 13th episodes you know with life I think, you know, um, wisdom, yes. I mean, not saying that we impart wisdom, but, you know, our experience with life, experience <laughs> with escape games. Um, yeah. uh, and today, actually, we're very happy to have uh, a guest on the guest episode. Yes, we have with us Rosanna Radu, which is actress, improviser and mother. She's She's really like to say that and she's with us today to discuss how she came to improv and how she linked it to her life and so stick with us it's gonna be fun rosanna welcome welcome how are you hello welcome how are you good good i'm happy to join you and um uh, I'm happy to talk about improv, like always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's kind of, uh, we are a kind of a cult. We talk about improv all the time. <laughs> you know, once you, you know improv, it uh, sticks. Yes. And when, yes. and perfect segue actually to the traditional question when we have a guest is how did you come to improv and how did it come to stick for you because it might as well you know have not stuck at all and you might have just moved on to something else well actually it wasn't love at first sight Ooh, i mean yeah. um, i discovered improv uh, after my first year at the drama school so i uh, was 19 i think and uh, i went to a camp which was a theater camp where we did theater improv and dance mm-hmm. and um uh, that was the first time I got uh, acquainted to improvisation. I liked it. I liked the freedom and I liked the energy. Um, but I wasn't uh, so hooked on it because I was still 
very attracted by all the scripted theater that I was studying in school. I wanted to play Chekhov, I wanted to play Shakespeare, I wanted to play the Karagiali, which is a very good Romanian um, author, playwright. Uh, and uh, improv seemed back then uh, superficial or mm. um, too gamey for me, in a mm. way. So uh, I had fun with it. I, uh, I, I was actually good at it. I mean, the teacher was uh, encouraging me and he was telling me, yeah, you are very, uh, you're gifted for this. And he invited me to come to his rehearsals because basically improv was uh, brought in Romania by this guy. He's called Vlad Masaj. He's a theater director. Uh, and um, he saw a show in Germany. So he came with the format, the improv games which was the short form, uh, and he started to uh, teach his uh, students, actor, his actor students. And they, they had a group back then. So he invited me to the rehearsals. I went to see a couple of shows, but it wasn't something uh, that uh, stuck at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then after graduating three years later, uh, when you find yourself a young actor in Romania, in any country, but in Romania especially, you realize the vast possibilities narrow mm -hmm. because it's not easy to meet people. It's not easy to work in the business. Uh, I mean, I had some opportunities. I was uh, doing some things, a TV show, um, some uh, theater projects, but I wanted to do more. So luckily, uh, another actor called me and he said, I want to start an improv group. I know you've done improv. Want to join? And I said, yes. And then it stuck. And that was uh, hmm. 13 and a half years, almost 14 years since wow. the phone call. Yeah. Well, this is a, this is a new way of, because what we have heard so far and what happened to us was that as soon as you tried improv, you are hooked. And I, and I like the fact, and I didn't know about this, that I like the fact that you had a kind of, mm, this is not for me. And then you, it was the second chance you gave to improv and improv stuck with yeah, you after Yeah, but I think it was uh, a moment. It wasn't the right moment. I mean, it was mm -hmm. good that I discovered improv because if I hadn't discovered improv and that uh, uh, Axel is the uh, name of my colleague, uh, didn't know that I was, I studied improv, he wouldn't have called me. So you see, it's a chain of uh, uh, events, mm. but basically it wasn't the right moment. And then what uh, it was completely uh, unexpected was how many parts and uh, how many, um, uh, in how many ways my life was influenced by improv once I started to do it. I mean, mm. I was so happy and I was so bewildered by the, it was like um, a meteorite. Hit me. I mean, I became uh, better at my job. I became yeah. a better friend. Uh, I think a better daughter. It, it, it got better. And I didn't realize it for three, four years that it was improv's fault. You know, fault with the... <laughs> but how, how, how did uh, how this improv influence so much you as a person that you became better at everything else? Well, I, uh, I, I'm an only child and I had a family that uh, is was and is very loving to me and they took very good care of me and they protected me. I met Christy before I discovered, I mean, uh, before I started the improv group, Christy, my husband. So he was also very protective to me. 
And uh, when you do improv, it's less about you and more mm. about the others. And acting is a lot about, I mean, it's not a lot about you. Technically, it's not about you. But how it was taught in the Romanian school, it was you. You You can be a star. You can be mm. the, the next uh, great big hit. So they didn't work a lot on teamwork. It was, but it was on a superficial level. It mm. was teamwork, but it wasn't actually teamwork. And with improv is really teamwork. I mean, if you don't work as a team, you see. And how was the, like, out of my own interest as well, um, coming from the drama world and from scripted acting, you know, and obviously you said you went to drama school, so this is a bug, or let's say you, this was something that you wanted in school already, and I guess you were active in it. How was that transition starting improv, you know, in a, in a sense, and you said it's a lot about you and, you know, I guess your work on the script, your interpretation. I mean, how yeah, 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 did yeah. that come into such a teamwork environment? You know, was it a shock? Did you have to change a lot? And also now, 13 years later, do you see like, are you still drawing on what you learned, let's say, in scripted acting or um, to improv? Well, it's um, actually, I mean, I, I was always a good team player and I'm a good person, but I became a better person through improv because improv teaches you to be very generous. This is how I see it. You have to be generous to yourself and to the others. And uh, I, was, I wasn't, uh, 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 I was more of a selfish person because, before discovering improv. And I think it's also, so I will respond two ways to this question because it's a bit complex. So I was... Um, Improv uh, grew, uh, I mean, it was improv and me growing up at the same time. So I grew up at the same time as improv grew up inside me. So I think it was improv's um, influence also and also growing up that I became more empathetic, more open and more, uh, I paid more attention to the other's needs. Um, it wasn't a shock because I always felt it should be about the team. And it was about the team because we are a team when we work at a show. I was just saying that people are not as open as in improv, especially some of the Romanian actors and directors and the way the acting, the Romanian acting world was. That was, I'm talking about 18 years ago, this. Now things are changed, but people tended to be very, very critical. So in Romania, there was no uh, compliment sandwich in the acting world. Mm. So you were good mm. or you were bad. And then mm. I had this workshop uh, with uh, this American theater director that said, but you cannot be bad or good in improv. I can say, I believe you or I don't, in improv, in theater or acting. I believe you or I don't believe you. It's not good or bad. But this mm. is how they used it. The term was good and bad. And um, I realized through improv that it's not about good and bad. It's about the moment you're in. So that mm. came as a shock. I mean, teamwork is teamwork. But the first time I was on stage and we were very bold. I mean, we rehearsed for three months and then we did musical improvised in, in rhymes in Romanian. I was so wow. freaked out at the first show. All the photos were with me looking up or looking down, not looking at the audience <laughs> because I was so freaked out by improvising music, rhymes, mm. story. I mean, we were bold. Yeah, we, we yeah. it was hard for us in a way. I mean, I learned improv the hard way because we had no trainer. There were a mm. uh, few people doing improv back then. So it was the group of the theater director that uh, ended and split into two groups. And the third group was my group, who's called Improvisneiland. 
and it still is in Romania. And uh, sometimes Vlad came to train us, but not frequently. So it was hard to work, just us being sometimes directors, you see, in between us or ourselves. So this is this is a, such an interesting story. And then the fact that you were just thrown into high water by just doing a musical improv in rhymes in Romanian for the first show. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then something that struck me about your your um, story is that there are two words that came to my mind. One is instead of being egocentric in the theater, in improv, in improv, we tend to be egoless. So we don't go with ego. We just we are there as the others. We are all at the same level and we support each other. This is one thing. And the second thing is that, um, and I forgot the second thing. It will come back yeah. to me. But this, the, fa- <laughs> the fact that the, this less ego and that you are supported by others, I think that this is one of the, the key teaching of improv even for life. I think that each of us has learned this. Mm-hmm. And I'm an only child as well. So, and, and yes. It has a impact on lives. So this I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, I realized, and then it was motherhood, the second impact that made me even a mm. better person. But Im- improv was the yeah. first one. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. Uh... And how? And how was it when you? Um, so you said you, you, there wasn't much training. So how was it when you? You know, started to do, let's say, for your own development workshops. You know, how was it when you saw trainers? Like, how was it? Oh okay, this is what I'm doing this, you know, what was that impression like? And, you know, maybe slowly, like, because now we're all based in Brussels, you know? So if you could start also touching upon how that journey from Romania to Brussels came and from the Romanian to the Brussels improv scene. Yeah, I will, uh, I, I mean, what we did, I mean, I told you we were a bold team and we are still bold. I mean, we started to teach improv before we had exter- external trainers. So we realized how it impacted our life, I mean, our lives in general and also the acting world. Because I remember going to an audition and getting it. Uh, I got it because I stayed one hour and improvised with the director on the script because I had this uh, practice. So I realized how easy it become, everything becomes to me. And then we said we will teach our... We started with our friends, husbands, boyfriends, <laughs> sisters, brothers to teach them improv. And then we, uh, Monica, my colleague, came up with the idea of the Romanian Improv Festival, which is called Impro, and oh. had an online edition this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, when that festival happened, we invited uh, trainers for, from all over the world. And uh, then it was like, wow, that's the... And basically, before coming to Brussels... I already worked with Imbal, Lori, Timor, uh, Jill Bernard, Joe Bill, um, Lisa McQueen from Chicago, Mick Napier. So I already worked with these people before coming wow. to Brussels. Yeah. And wow. Romania, it's Romania. It's a small country in the middle of the Eastern Europe, you know. I mean, and um, it was um, good. It was good. I had this uh, um, background of... Mm. Uh, good trainers that taught us good things. I mean, we evolved a lot. The first edition of the festival was eight years ago, and then we started to invite uh, international trainers. 
And not only at the festival, they came throughout the year. I mean, Joe Bill, I think, came six times or five times. Timor, wow. at least three times or three mm-hmm. times. Um, so basically, and uh, before me, before mo- moving to Brussels, I already performed at Impro Amsterdam and the uh, uh, Chicago Impro Festival. So I came with a background and uh, I was open to, but I was so lucky. I went at Impro Amsterdam, I performed, and Patty Styles introduced Kelly to me. She said, ah, you're moving to Brussels. You should meet Kelly Agathos. I met her. We briefly talked at the party, booze and stuff. And then she invited me to one of her rehearsals to, with the, the former troupe, the, the ghost ship. The troupe she had, uh, the group she had before. And then I performed, I don't know if you remember, but the American Theatre Company, they have this festival they do every two years. And they have improv as well. And she invited me to play with them and other guest improvisers. So, so that was the first year I arrived in Brussels, 2017. And then she liked the performance. We started to talk and we realized we all we are very uh, much on the same page in improv, me and Kelly. And what happened was when I moved to Brussels, I was already starting to do long form. I mean, in Romania, I performed the first seven years, six, seven years, they were only short form. Mm. Everyone in Romania performed only short form. Nobody knew long form Mm. existed. We tried, our group tried to do it after the fifth year, but it was a fiasco because (laughs) the trainer wasn't, he didn't know how to teach us. We were mm. lost because long form and short form are, you have to have a different mindset. Mm. And I like, I mean, I like that we were bold back then. I mm. must tell you, I mean, we had the first bad long form performance in Romania, <laughs> but then we stopped. Nobody performed long form for two years. Then the international trainers came and we started little by little. So when, when I came to, and I saw a lot of uh, long form, I went to Amsterdam, to Chicago. I said, wow, this is what I want to do. So I came to Brussels pre- prepared for long form. And Kelly was also prepared for long form when I met her. So we were like, you know, we clicked. Two peas in a pod. And then uh, we started to meet more and more. And then Improbable, I mean, she, I think she founded Improbable in March 2017, right? If I... uh, Probably. Three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's when I moved. But I, I I moved in March. She started in March, but I... I uh, started to work with her at Improbable the next year, so 2018. Mm. So it was lucky. So you started to work in uh, Improbable when we started to yes. go for Improbable. Yes. So, yeah. I think 2018. 2018, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you said that you are young improvisers, I'm telling you, you are not young anymore. I mean, you're younger <laughs> than other, but you're... Compared with veterans. 13 years. I mean, improbable yes. veterans yeah, yeah. and uh, the Brussels veterans. Thank you. Now, by now. I mean. Thank you. No, honestly. Thank I mean, you, you have also experience. young at heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean... <laughs> I just want to make a, a small precision here because some of our listeners, and I spoke to a, a friend of mine yesterday who gave me some feedback. Some of our listeners are not improvisers. So I just want to tell them what is the difference between a long form and a short form? What do we mean by that? Because otherwise we take it for granted because we know yes, it's and true. most and most of our people are improvisers. But if some listeners are not, they will say, what is long form? And, and then we might lose mm-hmm. 
uh, their attention. So would you like just to say as briefly what is long form, what is short form? Well, basically short form, they're short improvised scenes of uh, between two and, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. They usually have, uh, uh, we have this very good Romanian word, it's called obligo, which is, um, they have, uh, uh, in French, it's defi. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it in English, so I have the Romanian and the English word. So they have a, um, uh, a rule. I will call it yeah. rule, but it's yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's not. Tech- it's kind of a rule. So you have to follow that, uh, and you have the audience that gives you suggestions for the scene, and uh, based on that rule, you improvise a scene. Uh, I always give example of the ABC game, which is uh, two, Im- which are two improvisers on stage. And they have to have a scene improvised in a place that the public usually uh, suggests where the first line starts with A, the first improviser has to start with A, the second improviser uh, has to respond with B, C, D, up until Z. So basically, that's one of uh, the short, but there are many, there are hundreds of short form exercises, hundreds. So this is uh, this is a kind of ga- short forms, games. if I can say it. They are games. Yes, they, they are, are games. games that are played in acting, but games. In acting, but games. They are they're not stand up. Not stand up. I'm no, emphasizing. No. I mean, they're not pre-planned. You just know the rule, no. but you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rule. Uh, the audience and the improvisers know the rule, but they just don't don't know how it's what's yeah, happening and how yeah. it's gonna apply yeah. on. So this is short form, and there are plenty of exercises from uh, musical exercises to. Even uh, without words or only with, uh, I don't know, gestures in space. Mm-hmm. And long form is one improvised story between 30, 40 minutes and one hour and a half with the same characters, the same, um, uh, the same story. I mean, it can have more characters. I mean, if you have five people, you can have even 10 characters if you're bold enough. But this one story... Uh, or it can be a series of montages, which is also long form. Mm. It can be little stories, but that sometimes they link between themselves. So you find a comeback of the story. So games, it's one scene, it ended, you never see it again. A montage or long form story, you tend to see the same stories for about an hour. But I, you know what's interesting? That when I started improv, I wanted to be as far, I mean, when I started, I mean, when I met improv the second time and I fell in love with it, I wanted to go as far from theater as possible. I wanted mm. to play, to go crazy. And now I think I, I also want to, and I think I came so close because the improv that I like is very close to theater, basically. is like improvised mm. theater because in theater you improvise bits, mm-hmm. even of text, even of gesture and movements, but you have like, um, you have uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you ski, I don't know how to, yeah. it, it's called in English, when you ski and you have to obstacle ski, that's not it. Yes, uh, um, slalom. slalom. Slalom, yes. And you have to touch, uh, this is this is acting. You have to touch some, uh, of course, the text is, uh, pre. You, you know it by heart, you know uh, the costumes, you know what's happening in the scene. And, but you have to, you can improvise, but you have to touch the, the marks. Poles. In improv... Yes. You have no poles, but it's it's even but, harder. But how does poles. that? Because mm. I remember, I mean, and and if I'm spoiling something, let me know. But I I know that you're developing a play in Chekhov style. Yeah, so yeah. how is it when you bring 
something that's very, you know, well-known or let's say established stories or established ways that the playwright writes and there's touch tones to that. In a way, are you bringing those touch tones, like you said, you have to do for theater, but to improv, like something that in the improvised show will make people think of Chekhov? Or like, for example, when you do long forms of like film noir, there are some things mm-hmm. that in a way, you, for sure. even though it's it's improvised, you're like, oh, he's the detective, she's the femme mm-hmm. fatale, you know? So how is it like that now you're developing a play on a playwright? Like, how does that work? But it's improvised. I mean, it. Um, I asked the cast members to mm. read or reread Chekhov uh, because he has these main themes. All uh, genre, all authors have a main theme or main mm. themes. For him, is usually boredom, uh, loneliness, um, love, I think, and uh, lust. They all the characters lust, but all Chekhov is a very dark and uh, depressing set. Mm. It won't be that depressing when we improvise it because we will we have fun with it. But basically what I asked them and what we because we already had five rehearsals, we will have a show, two shows next year, February and March, um, one in February, one in March. And we discovered that coming with the background, like in mm. film noir, it was a very good example you gave Liga, actually. It's like in film noir, you come with the Chekhov background, you know, there's some themes that he treats and we uh, will adapt them to what's happening on stage. Basically, we have nothing pre-planned. We just know the atmosphere. Um, I will uh, spoil uh, just a bit more. We will have costumes, and that will uh, also change the perspective. Um, But I won't say more. And also music that will bring the audience and us in the atmosphere. But other than that, it will be actually very... Um, loose it's a loose format but that works because we had some very good rehearsals and I'm happy that I managed to do that it was a long uh, desire of mine to do improvised Chekhov I also mm. wanted to improvise Shakespeare but after I, I've seen at Chicago the Shakespeare uh, American mm. group or something I said mm. Mm, uh, no I no <laughs> Shakespeare I mean ah. it's too I know I've played in three Shakespeare plays at the theater and I studied Shakespeare a lot, but it's not, I wouldn't say as easy as Chekhov, but I wouldn't uh, go in that uh, zone. So uh, now yet, but it's amazing. You know, it's amazing how you discover uh, things that, I mean, if I would have improvised Chekhov when I would play Chekhov, you know, like the scripted play, it would have been much better for the characters. I mean, because even if you know what they say, it's the way you say it, or how you say it, or how you move, how you look at the other. And uh, it was amazing. We had some very good moments. And uh, yeah, and I think it's a good uh, moment to say that Mihai, who mm-hmm. is your colleague from uh, This Is Not A Horse, is uh, joining the cast. So he's uh, the student nice. uh, joining the cast. Yeah, and he is very uh, good and very involved and um, it's it was a good choice uh, to ask him to join us yeah so yeah. <laughs> can i can i ask you can i ask you because I, so 
Uh, you spoiled a little bit about this, and so we want to know if if you can uh, reveal the title. Yes, the title I can because show. it's on Facebook already. It's called Matryoshka. Okay. Mm. You okay. know the Russian dolls, so like the doll. yeah, yeah, the Russian yeah. dolls. And I chose Matryoshka because I think Chekhov's characters are like Russian dolls. They have many people, like we do. I mean, people have many yeah. people inside them, but I think with Chekhov, personality, yeah, yeah, many personalities, and also they develop, they discover themselves through the play. I mean, especially the main characters in Chekhov tend to be mm. to have uh, revelations by mm. the end of the mm-hmm. plays. So this is why I chose the title. And I think it's also very, I mean, when you hear Matryoshka, you obviously think of Russia. I know there are other countries that uh, use Matryoshka dolls, but I think they mm-hmm. came from Russia, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Before we close the, um, the podcast, I want to ask you, how is it for you? Why did you decide to teach mm-hmm. improv, improv? What brought you to teaching and what is different... And how is it different to teach and to improvise? I mean, I think I became a better improviser after I started teaching. <laughs> I mean, it's always with the better, but no, it's true. I mean, before teaching, I mean, you know some principles, but then uh, when you have to apply them, it's much difficult. And especially because I didn't have a, tra- a trainer, a teacher before. So I had some teachers, but not a regular one. When I started to be a regular improv teacher, mm. I started to be a better improviser. I uh, I could see uh, the rules clear and the, um, uh, so everything I ask them to do, I do the I do them uh, easier. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't do them because we sometimes we forget. Sometimes you know it's uh, it's improv, but uh, uh, they are clear in my head, you know. And uh, I think it uh, brought me a joy I would never thought of. I mean, I like to be on stage a lot, but I also like teaching a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember the, uh, the same uh, theater, American theater director that I met at the end of uh, my uh, uh, acting um, school and whom I'm very grateful. I will name him because he's amazing. Uh, Eugene Buica. Uh, I will say just that he had the school where Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, studied. So he mm-hmm. studied. So he was the teacher of Leonardo DiCaprio, basically one of the teachers. Uh, when he wasn't that famous and that, uh, and he uh, told me, you lift people up. He was the first person to tell me this when I was 21. Uh, and I thank him for that because this is uh, very applicable for teaching. I think the students, uh, I, I have this energy that comes naturally with me. I think I was born with it. It's not something that I work on. I mean, I work on it. I'm a, I'm a jolly person, but uh, it also <laughs> yes, comes are, natural. Are. <laughs> so for teaching, I think... Uh, this helps and uh, even uh, if sometimes it's hard, uh, sometimes uh, you find students that you're not on the same page with, you're trying to be nice, but uh, mm. you have to tell them something, you know, it's a, it's a nice balance I have to work with. And maybe but... if I can try to tie these two, two things together, because I just want to keep talking, but I know as, as Rebecca <laughs> said, we have to slowly wrap up. It's where you said, you know... Um, of the different people, like in Chekhov's place, or the different people that improv brings out that, you know, let's say mm-hmm. there's different people inside of us. And I think also, you know, in my experience of improv, it allows them to come out, people that I didn't know were there, or sides of my personality, or that you can indulge. Because normally, I think in your everyday life, you, and I don't want to say that you act, but you know, like, if you go to work, mm-hmm. you're like, you're you, but, you know, I work in an office job, so it's like, 
you you're kind of presenting you but of course you kind of clean the edges because you can't be the same person you are you know because it's just we of course do that so i think improv allows them to come out and i think in this sense when i've seen you perform from the very start you know or when you've been our teacher i think you you bring out all these beautiful characters and like you said you have this energy that i just really admire and at least you know from from my yeah. experience of you 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 did lift up and you really see like it is infectious like when you play and you're on stage it really all these people come out and i'm just the range of people you brought out i'm really uh impressed with so i just wanted to say that about you and shower some more love on you no oh, thank you <laughs> i uh, i, I Say Roberta. <laughs> I want to com- I want to complete this because I think that I mean I completely agree with Liga and I think that you really not only you are lit- lighting up people, you are lifting them and you believe in people. Mm-hmm. You are the one that uh, are giving us possibilities as well to act in other in other um, ways mm-hmm. and not only with our group. So I mean it's it's nice and it's beautiful that you support people in shine and this is what i really i really think that you are one of the 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 one of the teachers that we had that really supported us in shine we are all our teachers supported us in shine in shine but i don't know with you you had this smile always this uh, light it is a light coming out of Thank you, you that is really shining on us all the time yeah So love, love, love. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm, uh, you know, I, uh, I, 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 I'm also very attracted to people. I love people. I think this is where the light comes from. I really love people. Uh, and especially people that I uh, find very inspiring, like you are. And I know it's not that we're starting to, but you are a very inspiring group. And uh, I, But all the people inspire me. I think this is where the light comes from. And I think it's a good, uh, I mean, acting and teaching are a good way of, um, of expressing this light that comes from me. I'm happy. I can light your ways. Light your paths. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the person who lights your way. I can, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> bumper sticker, bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> One woman show, Rosanna, lighting the way for the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, w- w- one woman show, that's something I'm afraid of. Yet, yet. <gasps> and we, but you'll be so good yeah. at it. I don't know. Because I know you now that ca- you told yeah. me about this range of characters, but you know how freaked yes. I am about this? Really freaked out. Because uh, Donna encouraged me, Donna Ursu, uh, Ben Hartwig's wife. I'm telling, now I'm saying this for the audience. So they know who mm-hmm. is a colleague of us in Improbable. Uh, she does solo improv and she said, ah, oh, you should be, you should try it. You are very good at it. But I'm, I'm, stra- yes. I'm, uh, I'm uh, afraid yet, yet. I, uh, I won't try it yet. Yeah. And you're, you have so many characters that you bring out when you are on scene that you can fill the whole theater with 10 characters just yourself. Oh, well, so, I mean, you'll be so great in doing yeah, a solo I think show. I will wait a couple of uh, years and I will do it. Not like 20 years, <laughs> but... Uh, i have to try it at some point, at least a workshop, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. do one uh, thing every day that scares you. Do you know the Bas Lerman uh, video? Uh, everybody wears sunscreen. It's a very good yeah. video. It's my favorite video. Yeah. I mean, I discovered it uh, when I discovered improv. And mm. I used to share it to the students. I, so Baz Lerman uh, can you just say it again? Rouge, so uh, it's Baz Lerman. He's a he's director. He's yeah. a 
movie director. He directed The Great Gatsby mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio. And oh, okay. the, the song is called Everybody Wears Sunscreen. Everybody Wears Sunscreen. If you, okay. uh, I mean, I, we can I'll put a link okay. <laughs> under yeah. the podcast with the song. Yes. And it's a very it's a very encouraging song with a lot of wisdom words and it's nice i don't know why i thought of it it's a shiny <laughs> shiny song shine, shine, shine. Yeah. And, and it's a, a love spread the love song in a way you will see and before we say okay. goodbye and continue to spread the love is there anything so we mentioned in february and march if you're in brussels you are have the shows is there anything else that our listeners if they can tune in to see you something you want to mention It is actually. I mean, you know, when you invited me to the postcard, I said, wow, that's a good timing. And you don't know uh, what I'm going to say is um, that I my newest project and one of uh, the boldest projects I'm involved in, it's called You Thrive. Um, and mm. it's a platform uh, of trainings for teenagers. And we want to train them uh, in 21st century skills, uh, soft skills that are very... Um, precious and that you don't get to learn from an early age and uh, our trainings are now improv emotional intelligence and debate wow yes. and uh, we want to do that in schools i mean starting from primary secondary as well i mean uh, children and teens but se- plus seven um and uh, we have a campaign on indiegogo uh because in order to do that we need to register as an ISBL, we need to invest in the marketing and everything. Also, we want to work with uh, communities that are um, have less chances of uh, getting to know these kind of things, like refugees and even people from orphanages. Or mm-hmm. And we have a campaign that is launched on Indiegogo two days ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will encourage people just to look at it and see if they feel like donate or share or just see what we have a video we have a presentation we have some perks there you can purchase i mean company or individual perks it's just something that i really believe on in nice yeah. on that that we can put the link yes that you can put the, yeah, 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 podcast yeah, yeah. yeah it's also on my page send it to us, yeah. i will send yeah, i, I started I... to send even private messages to people that mm. i know but it's very young so i think it's a good uh, way to cool. talk about it yeah That's good. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. We didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, I know because I, I, I thought of sending, I said, no, I will say about this at the podcast. So they have a surprise as well. Perfect. I will, uh, I will share the campaign thank with you. you now that you know. And thank you for inviting me. I think it's, uh, it's so nice to talk about improv and I would have stayed two more hours, but uh, you know, time, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. This is something that Liga and myself, we always say during the podcast, we can stay here and talk for hours, but then we had yeah, a certain yeah, moment. To, to, I to have close. to go to the child, you have to go to the dog. Roberta has to go to buying more beautiful paintings in the back of our house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we are now thinking about getting a yeah. dog as well. So I'm waiting for some replies. So surprises Ooh. in this podcast. Wow, it's a surprise podcast. How do you name this episode? The surprise podcast. The, the surprise <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think it's, uh, it's um, yeah, uh, things happen. And ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we will say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, thank you for being with us once again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank, 
Thanks, Rosanna. Thanks, Liga. Thank you, listeners. Um, have a good day, good evening, wherever you are. Remember to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, and talk to you. And send us comments. We like your comments. Yeah, please. We want love to hear from you. Um, thank you. Goodbye. Bye.